Welcome to the Work Wonders Podcast, where we simplify HR for small business. I'm Susan. And I'm Angela. Let's dive into today's episode and answer what you've been wondering about. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about hiring staff and breaking it down for you into five simple steps. Step one is the job design. Step two is sourcing your candidates. The third step is deciding on who to interview. Step four is evaluate the interviews. And then finally, step five, the offer. So let's get started. This is the Work Wonders Podcast. So Susan, today we're talking about one of my favourite topics, hiring staff. Whether you are recruiting for the very first time or growing your team, we've broken down the hiring process into these five simple steps. So let's dive in. Absolutely. So before you want to advertise your job vacancy, you first want to give some thought into the job itself and what it entails. So you'd start with a job title and then what duties you'd need the person to do uh, and what also some expectations or what outcomes you expect of them in that role. Then you develop a list of things that that person needs to do in terms of um, being able to do that job and that's what you call selection criteria. Now I want to point out that these things are going to be fundamental for the recruitment process as you go through in every step and you'll start to see as we go through them that we will come back to these notes here. So it's a really important thing. You'd also think about what award the position sits in and of course what pay rate applies And there's a really handy tool on the Fair Work Ombudsman's website uh, for this and we'll pop a link to that in the show notes if that's useful for you. Also decide if the position is going to be worked remotely or if it will be on your premises or a bit of both. We've talked about that before. And um, you'd begin to write all this down in what you'd call a job description. Giving thought to all these things before you start though will allow you and uh, your recruitment process to be fair Uh, to follow equal employment opportunity law uh, because you'll be measuring the candidates against the same thing. It will also be aligned because you'll be carrying this throughout the entire process and so um, everything will go against the same measure. It actually sets you up for success because it's like setting a goal so you know what you're aiming for and you can go towards that goal. Great. So say you've got a good list of what skills, experience and qualifications the person will need and also what they can expect in the role. But then you need to go one step further and think about the personal qualities you want in the new person coming into your organisation. Imagine you could pick out your perfect candidate for this role. (laughs) (laughs) That would be nice. That would be nice. (laughs) This is a good exercise to help you think about what type of person that would be. So here are a few questions for you to consider. What types of jobs would they have been in before? What would be their goals for their own career? What do you think their interests might be or their passions that are relevant to the job, of course? What sort of personality do they have? Do they prefer to work in a team or work on their own? What motivates them? And are they the leader or do they prefer to follow? Do they thrive on challenge or they... And, could be and... Um, They like structure. Mm. So these are all things about your ideal candidate, you know, to have in mind so you know what you're looking for. Mm. So Susan, it's more about intrinsically what is about that person rather than um, 
ticking off things that they can use or things they can do in a particular job, tools they can use and yeah, so Yeah, or like a licence yeah, or, you know, yeah. proficient at Word or... So once you've got that decided, uh, you're now ready to go out and tell the world about your job vacancy and you want to think about publishing your ad to the biggest audience possible to give you that best chance of finding the right candidate. Most importantly, you want to get it in front of that ideal candidate. So you can post your job advertisement on lots of different online boards. Um, Some of them you need to pay to do that and some of them are free. So there are general um, online job boards like we all know Seek and Indeed, that sort of thing. There are some locational specific websites. Um, For example, there's one called Evo Cities that might be people moving out to the country areas of New South Wales looking for a tree change. There are also some industry-specific websites. So they cater for particular types of industry. For example, there's one called um, Ethical Jobs, which is popular in the not-for-profit space or care space. There's one for childcare as well. There's lots of different ones out there you could aim for if that's particular to your industry. And there are also some for a specific type of job seeker. Say, for example, you're looking for a recent graduate. A lot of TAFEs or unis will have either on their own website or they might have a separate website, but they'll have an online job board where you can post your job. If you've got a flexible opportunity, you might be wanting to advertise to perhaps return to work parents and there's um, some websites that cater to that sort of person. Or maybe you've got an Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander identified position and there are certainly places you can uh, capture the attention of those specific communities as well. Then you've got your printed materials, so the traditional newspaper, you could go in your local newspaper or an industry publication. By that I mean if uh, your particular industry has a magazine or you have an association and they publish a magazine, there might be something in there that you could advertise in. Depending on your industry, you might be able to place your advertisement physically in your shop window, for example, or on a local community notice board. And then, of course, don't forget about your own audiences as well. Maximise your chances by popping it on your own website, your own social media. Don't forget to tell your current employees, ask them for referrals, and, of course, your industry networks as well. Angela, that's all good, but we all know that at the moment it's really hard to get people. Mm. (laughs) So are there other places that we could be using other tools that we could use to reach out to those people who aren't necessarily looking for a job? It's a good question. Some of those sites will allow you to look at the database, if you like, of their registered users. So you could reach out to particular people if you do a search, for example, on somebody that meets a particular skill or quality that you're looking for. Let them know about your job and invite them to apply that way. And you could also speak to a recruitment agency. They often have a database of candidates themselves, which you could tap into that way. So there are options for reaching those people we'd call passive job seekers, I guess. Yes, absolutely. So hopefully once you've done all that, you're going to receive plenty of applications and then you're going to need to work through them all to determine which are the strongest ones. You can't interview everyone. And we shouldn't. In fact, we'd recommend working towards a list of maybe three to five of the strongest candidates. If you decide you need to interview more for a single role, you're probably wasting some time. Mm. It's best that you do a really strict cull up front rather than um, think that you can talk to everyone. Mm. 
The other reason is that the more candidates you interview, the harder it is to separate. <laughs> them. That's true. <laughs> so it's better to do this objective little uh, checking, I guess, um, first. So the first step to that would be to take a look back at your job description, what you've prepared in terms of selection criteria. And you'll also want to think about what you thought of as your ideal candidate. So this is the yardstick you're going to hold your applicants up against. So look at their resume, the written application, and see if they have met what you are really looking for. This may sound you know, pretty basic, but sometimes you'll find that there are people that don't easily fit, mm. but you'll find others that you have more questions about and you'd like to know more. So then as a second step, we'd recommend choosing to telephone the candidates for a brief chat. And in that case, it's going to help you work through that maybe list and maybe move some of the maybes onto the yes list and and vice versa. The impact of that is that you've not invested a great amount of time and you'll have a smaller group that you, you need to interview when it comes to the interviews. So... Then you're ready to move on to the interviews with your strongest candidates. So write yourself some questions that you want to ask. Again, referring back to your position description, selection criteria and your ideal candidate and prepare time and place for the interviews. The top tip, I guess, in terms of interview questions is to make sure that you use questions that don't demand just a yes or no answer. Part of the reason for the interview is to get as much information out of that candidate as possible. I mean, that's really what it's about. So you need to be asking them to tell you a story about their experience and give them a scenario from your workplace and ask them how they would respond to that. So allow them also to ask questions. Take notes in the interview because it's pretty handy to be able to refer back to them later. I know some people feel a bit uncomfortable with doing that, but you can easily just frame that up front and say, oh, yeah. yeah, if you don't mind, I'm just going to make a few notes while we chat. All candidates will be comfortable with that. Right. So once you've completed your interviews, you will hopefully be feeling really confident about that one candidate, maybe two. The next step is to further evaluate this candidate. And the way to do that is to first speak with their references. Referees are previous supervisors commonly that your candidate will have worked with before. When you speak to them, you should ask them about their experience employing that candidate, seeking both the positive and the negative information that they offer. Assuming that it's all positive, you may choose to conduct other pre-employment checks depending on what's important for your business or your industry, like the right to work in Australia or a visa check, uh, a police check or criminal background check, a working with children check, or maybe even a behavioural assessment. If you are lucky enough to have those two candidates that you're needing to decide between, that process will also help you to, again, make a decision of who you want to hire. If at these points the checks are returning negative feedback, you may want to ask yourself, is that the right person for your business? And you may choose to start right back at the beginning and getting some uh, new applicants and starting again. But assuming the information is positive, it should help you confirm what you found up until this point. Yes, and once you've confirmed your decision and you're ready to hire them, the final step is to offer them the job. So to do that, a simple phone call is enough to begin with. Be clear and explain the offer to the candidate. All details should be the same as they were in the ad. By that we mean the details of the the job. Um, So there's no surprises to them. (laughs) Yeah. And talk with them about 
specifics like when their first day will be, what they need to bring on their first day, where to park, what you will do on the first day and who they will meet. Allow them to ask any questions they have and you also need to know, do they need to give notice? Very important in deciding the start date. So tell them how excited you are to have them join their team and let's face it, it is a really exciting time when you get to put someone on, especially if they're taking over some of your workload. So make them feel welcome right from the very start. We'd recommend then following up your verbal offer with a written one to put in writing all the details about their employment offer. So the job title, the start date, the pay rate, hopefully a a copy of the position description, they need to know the location and also the employment arrangement, for example, is a part-time, full-time, casual. And Susan, I've got a little tip here to pop in if you don't mind. Yeah. I think if you were in a position with multiple strong candidates, maybe not let them know until you've got that person accepting the offer. I think we've probably both seen it done before oh, where yeah. <laughs> um, that person doesn't accept and then you're left with other people you've told, oh, sorry, <laughs> you weren't successful. <laughs> the other side of the coin is if you don't let them know until that, that person does accept, you've also got the opportunity to go back to your other candidates uh, to offer it to them rather than having to start again. Yes, and um, the worst scenario is you offer it, that person doesn't take it, you've already told people Mm. they're unsuccessful and then you go begging back to them. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, don't want to do that. No. Nobody likes to think they're second best. No. So don't forget to hold on to all the paperwork that you used in your recruitment process. You'll need that for 12 months just to ensure that, you know, if anyone needs to check that you've actually acted fairly and Mm. done the right thing. So you would need to hang on to a copy of the ad, the applications, the interview notes, your notes from when you've spoke to the referees and any pre-employment checks. Obviously you need to keep those for the new employee, that'll be the beginning of their employment file, but that's all important paperwork as far as employee records go. And uh, Susan, I wanted to offer our, our listeners, I've got a great handy little tool. It's a recruitment checklist. Great. Um, and it's a free thing that I've got on my website. So I'm happy for anybody that wants to um, grab that. They can go onto my website and they can have that. It'll take them through each of those steps that we talked about. Um, I'll pop a link to that in the show notes. Perfect. We hope today's episode's been helpful and we've simplified the hiring process for you. What's the one thing you might take away from today's episode? Would you now think about what your ideal candidate is a little more before you begin? Perhaps you would expand where you're advertising your role or start to introduce telephone pre-screening or interviewing. You might think more about your interview questions and ask questions that invite your candidate to tell a story. Or you might begin to use reference checks or other types of checks as well. You can find the show notes for today's episode over on our website, which will include all the links that we've spoken about. you're listening to the work wonders podcast hit subscribe now so you never miss an episode and if you enjoyed today's why not tell your friends and maybe even leave us a review so what have you been wondering about you can pop onto our website workwonderspodcast.com.au and let us know we'll talk to you again soon